the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. I am giggling and laughing because I am excited to be back with you guys tonight. Also because it just takes a lot to put on a live radio show every day, and it's it, it can be it can be down knuckle white knuckling uh, guerrilla warfare to get the show off the ground. Duct tape uh, was not used in the making of this radio show, <laughs> but almost. <laughs> Glad to be back with you guys tonight. Thank you to my buddy, my brother Ed Martin, who filled in for me last night on a last minute request. You know my uh, my buddy Ed. He's on the. The show right after me, Pro-America Report, at 7 p.m. every night. And so it's an honor to share the station with him and have him as my go-to guy and my fill-in. Brother Ed, thank you. And uh, But I'm glad to be back. I missed you guys so much, especially when news was breaking over the weekend. We've got lots to talk about today as the country continues to talk about police reform. And I'm like, reform? Can we talk about where we really need some reform? Okay. We got we got a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to that tonight. In fact, we've got Rick Manning who's going to be here from uh, the um, it, what is his organization? It is he's president of America uh, Americans for Limited Government, and we've got so almost everything that we have to talk about. Almost every topic from Chop that was Chaz, maybe tomorrow it might be Chingalingadong. We don't know what's that going to be. We got some, we got some ball player named Chubba Hubba Wubba. We got to talk about, uh, whether we're talking about police reform. It, you know, whatever little topic we got to talk about, it all comes back to socialism and Marxism. And so Rick Manning from Americans for Limited Government is going to be here to talk about that. It, it, limited government. And, and government overreach is also at play with an absolutely shocking, but maybe not so shocking, stab in the back from conservative justices at SCOTUS. I warned y'all about Neil Gorsuch, didn't I? Who remembers? If my man Carrot Sticks was here, he would remember that I warned about Gorsuch. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Mm. Get him out of here. Yeah, well, you know what? That's okay that we ain't got Carrot Sticks because you know what? He's paid, he, he paid his dues working with me for years. He's off, so, he's off somewhere recovery. He's probably in like a support group for people that produce the Andrea K show over the years. So that's why I'm so honored and glad that refreshed with his batteries all refreshed, ready to take over for Carrot Sticks full time is my buddy DJ Potatoes. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room 
I think I'm signed up for the Andrea K uh, recovery group just in advance because you never know when I'm going to need it. But here I am, ready to go. There's probably a Groupon you can get for it. Oh, probably. <laughs> um, you know, I'm glad that I can come in here and laugh. You know, at least you have to. I, we have to. You know, because you know, in the middle of all of everything that is going on right now, isn't it a comfort? A couple of things that we live, no matter how the left wants to characterize us as uh, characterize those of us of a certain complexion, evil, those that want to characterize the greatest country in the history of the world as evil, uh, those of us who really understand history, understand what this country has been about, understand its founding, understand why this president got elected and what he was doing on behalf of this country. Don't uh, don't we uh, don't we we just recently had Memorial Day in which we honor those who paid the greatest sacrifice for our freedoms and how they defeated Nazism and communism already. And, and Flag Day recently, too. And, and Flag Day recently. Uh, don't we don't we still know that in spite of everything that's going on right now, that we live in the greatest country in the history of the world, and we are still the, the most blessed people on the planet to live in this country. And we know that no matter how hard the left is, is trying to convince us that America is terrible, and therefore we need to usher in Venezuela, I don't believe, I was just texting with some people like my brother Ed Martin um, before the show, we, we know... We don't we ain't buying the polls. We ain't believing that the, the 63 million people who voted for President Trump to make America great again suddenly hate this country because of George Floyd. We aren't believing it. No, we're not. I, but I want to hear from you. Do you believe that President Trump is losing? Oh, you turn when you do turn on the news. This has been such a tough week for Trump. There's just no way. Look, he is just oh my god. You know, you know that they know that 63 million people still support Trump. When the latest scandal they've got of over him is he might he, he might have been a little wore out after falling on a ramp, and you know you know might have had a tough time given one speech in all these years. You know, for as much trouble and uh, as this nation has gone through in this last year and as many people that are slandering Mandria, I still believe in my heart that almost everybody that voted for him in 2016, that he still has their vote. Well, I would expect so, because what's the other side got to offer? What's their bumper sticker? Hey, turn America, make America chop instead of make America great again or keep America great, make America chop. Let's turn the entire country into communities taken over by Antifa terrorists and thugs who are going to burn down businesses, shake down businesses. Are we going to, are we going to turn all of America into, into Minneapolis? While at the same time, let's talk about this reform. President Trump comes out today. I, I think that it's fine to come out and say, I don't like the word reform. And I wish Trump had not used reform or any Republican use it. Words matter. And the left is incredibly cl- clever in their use of words. Um, calling abortion women's health care. Calling Obamacare, which tripled and quadruples everybody's premiums, as the Affordable Care Act. Uh, just a couple of examples of calling um, the violations, the attempt, the desire to uh, gun control and the desire to seize our guns from us as um, gun violence, you know, uh, attempts to stop gun violence. They're very clever in their wording. So, and Republicans need to get better at it too. We don't need to use the word reform when it comes to police departments because that implies that the left has a valid argument that every police department across this country is gunning down black people, giving white people a pass on everything, and that no black person 
is safe walking the streets of the United States of America when a police officer drives by. That is insane. Still a proud San Diegan that we increased our budget here locally. Well, I and, and we should. We should. And, and, and I, why, why is, why did we see Lindsey Graham? We're, we're going to be talking to Rick Manning in a minute about how we push back against the mob. The, there is no value in the Republican Party. Not only not speaking, they're not only speaking out, not speaking out against the lies being pushed by the left. That there is systemic racism. They're joining in. Lindsey Graham starts off today by saying that no black person feels safe walking the streets of America around police. That is outrageous. That's worse than something Obama would say. That is a lie. In fact, if we're going to talk this weekend about what happened this weekend in Atlanta, the black Georgia sheriff who's been, according to him, this is the third law enforcement agency I've been head of, Williams said, Alfonso Williams. He's black. He t- he had a, he had an interview with CNN. He said that the that what police officer Garrett Roth did and sh- using lethal force against 27 year old Brooks was absolutely justified. He said every agency I've gone to, I've required every officer to. Here's his explanation because a lot of people are trying to say it was just a taser. Here's here it's important. I haven't heard anybody else sharing this, and I'm sure CNN has, has scrubbed this interview off its website. Every agency I've gone to, I've required every officer who carries a taser to be tased with it, so that you understand the incapacitation. Five seconds, and he counts it down. That's five whole seconds when if an officer is hit with that taser, that he, all of his muscles will be locked up and he'll have the inability to move and to respond. And yet he is still responsible for every weapon on his belt. So if that officer had been hit, he still has a firearm on his side, and the likelihood of him being stomped in the head or having his firearm taken and used against him was a probability. And so he did what he needed to do, and this was a completely justified shooting. That from that is from a black sheriff. So you tell me why in the world Lindsey Graham went before the world today and validated Black Lives Matter lies. How about some and one of the first things that I did when I heard this story was here's an idea. How about you don't drive drunk? How about you don't resist arrest? Grab a taser from a cop and run. Where's the reform or anybody talking about the reform in a community? About individual responsibility. There is not one person today who, or over the weekend who should have been riding on behalf of a drunk driver who was passed out behind the wheel of a car. Who might he have killed with his car that night? Are we now saying as a country, is Black Lives Matter and the left now saying as a country that it's okay to drive drunk if you're, if you're a, of a certain complexion on your skin? It seems as though that's where this is going. That no African-American or anybody of a certain complexion, they get a pass on any behavior whatsoever. They are allowed to fight a cop and steal his weapon and run off and shoot, try to shoot him with it. As one friend of mine said on Facebook, arrest is not a negotiation. We need some reform in this country, sure. And it has to do with individual responsibility, but that's not a hallmark of the left. They don't want any individual responsibility. They want to place their hopes and dreams and their faith and worship into a government to control every aspect of their lives under the guise of the notion that it's going to make everybody's life utopia. We're going to discuss that with Rick Manny when we come back from the break, and I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170.
sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you got anything on your mind, uh, I kind of got a question. I guess the question for the day is, for you guys is, um, how strong do you think President Trump's support still is? Because I was telling somebody before the show that, uh, that uh, reportedly a million people want to attend the Trump rally coming up. And then somebody said to me, oh, they think that number might be inflated. I don't think it's inflated at all. After people being shut in, locked down, seeing this country literally burned to the ground by rioters and protesters w- that the left is encouraging and enabling while continuing to keep uh, businesses shut down and keeping people not allowed to go to their churches. I think that the uh, the transition back to greatness involves a pushback from some people. What do you think, Potato Skins? I happen to think that is he's exactly where he's at from 2016 and then some because I think he's taken the people that were on the fence about him before and said, you know what? This guy stands up for what he believes in no matter, no matter what. So I think he's actually in a stronger position than four years ago. Well, we'll see if our next guest agrees. It's Rick Manning. He's president of Americans for Limited Government, and he's here to talk about the great socialist communist plan to defeat Trump. Um, this is quite the plan, you know, um, hijacked neighborhoods, run around like a mob, extorting money out of them, uh, burning down minority black owned businesses, uh, wanting to defund police. Um, uh, it, I, that's quite the sales pitch, Rick Manning. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the fact is the. Uh, we've had three black, what they call black swan events in the last uh, six months. And it's pretty astonishing that uh, the president stands as strong as he does right now um, with the people. Because when you look at the kind of economic dislocation caused by the Chinese originated virus, and then on top of that, the um, the riots that were really uh, Let's be honest. They were planned riots. They were waiting for something to to riot mm-hmm. about. So we've got a because and and I'll, I don't say that lightly, but just remember this: the the people who were behind the violence never cared about police the police reform issue. They cared about disrupting society, and yes. that's what we're seeing more and more. We hear from them is the police reform issue is an excuse. To reform, changing society and, and turning us into a uh, into a, com- a communist oriented uh, environment is really what they're after. So he's faced three three serious black swan events in six months, and they were because of a couple of things. A, they couldn't beat him with the economy that we had, so the economy had to flip. B, they couldn't they they had a a big problem in the black community because President Trump has made dramatic inroads in the black community. So they had to turn this into a racist election in some way or form. And effectively, by creating the division they've created, they are they're at least causing people to have to draw up sides. And and so as a result, we're facing it's, it's they've reshuffled the deck on the election, which is why I, I don't know what's going to happen in November. I just know if people if people look around and say, um, if you reward rioters 
If you reward people who want to turn our country away from one where all men are created equal, endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, we want to turn away from that towards something where uh, the government determines whatever whatever you're going to get. Mm-hmm. If if you want to change that, you know that's a problem, and we're going to have that that very direct choice in November. Well, we can see the effects of it right now because the third the third black swan. I, I, I'm not sure if you mentioned it or not. Was this corona the exploitation? of the coronavirus they knew from the jump that Fauci and Burks are no better than Lisa Page and Peter Strzok at the FBI they they went and lied to President Trump used phony trumped up models to scare him to death into uh, getting him to agree to a 15 day shutdown and now we still got states while states still haven't even officially reopened and by the way it's not it's not a reopening when you have the kind of regulations onerous regulations on businesses like masks and six foot distance requirements that are not uh, substantiated scientifically in any way um, we, we're now got while they're while the left is on the one hand the mob is out there in the streets as a mob uh, not wearing masks and not six foot distancing they're now threatening additional shutdowns because of supposed case increases uh, when the reality is is I don't give a crap and neither should anybody else about how many what the number of cases are of people getting sick with coronavirus it's it's like um, I had a doctor on my show once who said if 100% of Californians caught it, that would be fine because we might have herd immunity. The reality is it the it's uh, not a death sentence and you have a it's a 99.5% recovery, but they're using this constant. Now they're beating the drum on case count and we're going to have a second wave. And now we've got a we've got a shutdown of states again because what? Why? Trump's about to start rallies again. Well, that, that's exactly. I think that's really, really right on. It's a uh, we're watching we're watching you know this blatant manipulation. But you know, they're once again they're they're sitting there and uh, you there the the left the institutional left is never lets a crisis go to waste, and so they the outflow from the whole virus is oh our healthcare system we really we we're putting the private sector out of business because we won't let them do um other kind of treatments and the public sector is thriving so consequently you end up at the end of it with their goal which is socialized medicine mm-hmm. on the on the legislative side they then try to do surprise medical billing to, uh, which is one size fits all pricing uh, under the guise of surprise medical billing to create a crisis and then pr- provide a solution that makes no sense but it meets your ends and that's how you get and that's how they use this whole kind of the whole medical crisis as a means to come out the back end with socialized medicine, which is an utter disaster. And we would have been in deep trouble in this country if the throughout this whole, you know, declared medical emergency if we had not had the private sector stepping up to take the to take the brunt of it rather than depending upon public sector hospitals well but we but right now though the the problem that we've got right now in spite of the fact that the retail sales jump of 17.7 percent in the month of may uh may be exciting news when you have we have entire industries that have been shut down or being destroyed we've got that that will never come back approximately a quarter of all small businesses that were shut down during the coronavirus will never come back we have had an enormous theft of our private sector theft of private business which is people's own property just taken from them and then used for their income redistribution schemes 
You're right. Create a crisis, create a crisis. And then you've got like Governor Newsom saying, you know what? I shut down all these restaurants. So, you know, they can't do anything anyway. So now I'm going to use these restaurants to do this meal service plan. Um, Nobody, nobody can go to farmer's market. So I'm going to take the produce from all these farms and I'm going to give it away to other people. So and and he even admitted Newsom even admitted that these programs were programs they have been wanting for years. They shut down the hospitality industry so that that's where they could shove the homeless. So it is just blatant out there to the American people. And I don't understand how any American out there could be looking at the devastation that has gone on economically unnecessarily by the left and the way they seize this for the coronavirus and even think for a second about wanting to vote Democrat. Well, one of the scary things is it was so accepted that, you know, the a governor can effectively eliminate the free enterprise system with a wave of a magic wand. Didn't have to go to go to the state legislature to do so. Just an edict by the all powerful governor sets the, you know, basically puts a monkey wrench in the entire free enterprise system, and everybody goes along with it, not caring at all. I mean, I fought a long time on the with a trying to get America reopened and have a, you know, three months of trying to do that. And the single thing I heard nonstop for the first month and a half is, well, people, people losing their businesses is not as important as people, you know, some people getting sick over here and everybody's going to die. And I'm sitting there going, no, if we destroy the capitalist system, if we destroy property and their property rights, we let the government just destroy property rights, we've effectively enslaved ourselves to the government. And that's the recipe for lots of people dying. Yeah, absolutely. But we gave up up private property rights very rapidly under the guise of a disease based on fear. And and we're going to have to regain the American mentality that, People own property. Government doesn't own property because we gave that away. Yeah, we absolutely gave it away. And we haven't had an opportunity to talk about how that all ties in with what's going on with this Black Lives Matter movement, because this Black Lives Matter movement is not about black lives. It is about a communist Marxist uh, movement to destroy the fabric of our society and usher in complete government control over our lives by minimizing and diminishing uh, an entire you know segment of the population under the guise of victimhood. And, you know, we haven't, you know, it, Trump is in a really delicate, difficult situation. I think he's done a really good job managing it. Even today when he talked about it, here's some ideas on how we can do things better in the police departments. But oh, by the way, our police are doing a good job and it's only a small percentage of them, uh, you know, with any kind of issue. So he's not he's not getting sucked into the narrative. But we've got Lindsey Graham from the Republican Party today saying every black person is scared and should basically, you know, pushing forth the BLM, the Black Lives Matter false narrative. And on 30 seconds, what should Trump do to push back against this mob? Well, I think the first, the most important thing he can do is to be, is to show a steady hand. I think he needs to be um, somebody who, who actually sits down with the, you know, the beer thing that Obama had with the cop from Cambridge and the professor, the black professor, he needs to sit down with people and talk about real police issues. Nobody likes police violence and police brutality. We have to try to stomp that out as much as possible while keeping the basic freedoms and the law and order intact because the black communities benefit from law and order every bit as much as white communities. Well, Rick Manning, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Tell everybody quickly how they can find more information about your organization. 
go, go to getliberty.org, getliberty.org, and click click around, and you will find a, a letter that I signed with Ed Neese talking exactly about this Black Lives Matter uh, issue. Thank you so much. Take good care. Thanks, All right. Man. All right. Now, how we were stabbed in the back by SCOTUS. We're going to be talking about that when we come back from the break. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Now listen, if you're feeling tired, you're feeling run down, it ain't enough just to turn off the ugly news out there. You need to be taking care of your immune system, get the rest you need, eat right, and take some balance in nature like I do. You can get 10 servings, just one, just 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day and you get like with with my servings that I take every day it's 31 different fruits and vegetables so I'm never going to eat 31 different fruits and vegetables and neither are you so go ahead and get your balance in nature take care boost your immune system and I'm not here to tell you you're not going to get the coronavirus for that but I tell you taking care of your immune system is going to help you in a whole host of different ways so go to balanceinnature.com use the discount code health because they've got free shipping right now and 30 35% off of a preferred order. And when they, the difference here too in Balance of Nature, one of the reasons what I learned about them is that it's, you know how kind of like when fruit is picked and frozen, it's actually at its its best value. Um, When they pick the fruit and and the vegetables and they process it, 90% of the nutrients stay stay with the product. All right. Instead of like it getting boiled out and all that, you know what I'm talking about. I sound like Joe Biden. Anyway, go to balanceinnature.com, use the discount code HEALTH, and start your journey to feeling better today and fighting um, any illness out there. Uh, I don't know if illness went down with the Supreme Court or what happened with Gorsuch. Um, I was kind of shocked. Not so much about Gorsuch, because I had questions about him um, when he was first nominated for the court. But what happened yesterday, and I don't understand the ins and outs of it, because I'm not an attorney. That's why I'm glad that we've got um, Kate Anderson from Alliance Defending Freedom here to talk about it. Um, There's something called Title VII. And I guess um, Title VII was written back in the 60s, and it has to do with uh, discrimination in the workplace. And uh, it it seems as though now, my understanding of it, is that what Gorsuch did in a 6-3 decision, and he wrote wrote the, the decision for it, is that basically they have now just decided to define for America what sex is. They've joined basically the LBGT community to define what sex is and then offer protections on their behalf. And um, what does that mean for for us as a society? Well, that's why I asked Kate Anderson from Alliance Defending Freedom to join us tonight. Hey, hey Kate, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for having me. All right. So there's so much involved in this. And, and it, the legal stuff, particularly Supreme Court decisions, can go so in the weeds and be so confusing to people. So I was thinking before I invited you on tonight how we could make it really clear and simple to the American people. What is Title VII? What did they rule today? Why did they hear this case about Title VII? And what did the majority uh, opinion do in regards to that? 
Okay, Title VII is a federal employment law. It was passed as part of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, and it bans discrimination of various kinds, race, sex, things like that, um, in employment. How it has worked through um, since 1964, um, at least in terms of the sex discrimination, is to make sure that women have equal opportunities in employment and that they're not treated worse than their their male colleagues. What the court decided today, what came to the court, was a series of test cases that were pushed by the ACLU to try to change the term sex in this law to mean gender identity and sexual orientation, or at least to include those terms. Um, But when we look at laws like these, we look at what the language meant at the time they were passed, because that means the laws stay consistent through time and that people can rely on what those laws actually say. But what the court did was buy into what the ACLU was selling and say that the term sex now in this federal law in employment is going to include the meanings of gender identity and sexual orientation. What that means in a practical sense is that sex no longer is tied to biology in this federal law. And it calls into question the way that the law will continue to protect, if it will, uh, equal opportunities for women. Okay, so let's so basically they re, they decided to expand i guess uh, you know uh, Ju- justice alito said there's only one word for what the court has done today legislation a more brazen abuse of our authority to interpret statutes is hard to recall and I, I, i'm to me it sounds like what they did was it was the excuse of well, this was supposed to be about gender discrimination in the first place. So now all we're doing is expanding it to include transgenders. Isn't that the excuse when what they're really doing is legislating because there have been, I don't know how many humpteen dozen attempts to get Congress to redefine sex and Congress didn't legislate it. So now the Supreme Court decided to, correct? Yes. Yes, and Alito is absolutely correct in my mind. The only word for what happened was legislating. And there's a reason why we leave that job to Congress. Congress can consider how changes in the law will affect other groups and other people, how this would play out for religious organizations, for uh, women, um, how this really works in practice. They're much more equipped to do that. So that's why the court typically sticks to interpreting what laws mean rather than actually changing the language in the law. Yeah, because I'm thinking about these young track uh, competitors, these young gals, I think it was in the state of Connecticut, who filed a lawsuit because, you know, you've got girls. This is just... It's so typical of the left. You know, they they come up with, you know, the Equal Rights Amendment for women and we're the party of women and we're going to take care of women. And then they decide through identity politics, you know, we've got a way that we can, you know, the identity politics cards. We can we can now put more cards in the deck. So, you know, we're now going to come up with this transgender stuff, which, you know, ends up just hurting women that, that they supposedly care about. And we've got these young girls, for example, these track competitors spend their whole lives working hard in order to not just do a sport that they love, but maybe get some scholarships, right? Maybe make it, maybe even make it to the Olympics someday. And then they find themselves losing race after race after race because some boy decides that he's a girl and wants to call himself Sally instead of Steve. So that's just one of the many areas in society I think that this may play out. 
Yes, that's a different law, but it's only a short step away. And often the law that would control that issue, uh, the courts look to Title VII, the law that was at issue in this case, to interpret it. But what you're talking about in Connecticut, um, there were two boys that over the last two years took 15 state track and field records that used to be held by nine girls and all the opportunities that came with those. And when those girls' parents spoke to officials about it, the officials said, well, girls have a right to compete, but they don't have a right to win. Uh, And that's what you're seeing in these situations. Um, Is this mainly supposed to be used for employment? Is that why that Connecticut case is, is considered different? Yes. So the law that the court actually ruled on is just an employment law at the federal level. The problem is that many other local laws look to that law and we expect activists to use the logic from this case and try to push it into um, women's sports and other circumstances. Or like the military, you know, President Trump had had done a a transgender ban on the on the military. And now I expect uh, that to, you know, back to going back to be an issue. And because the military is an employer and, you know, we've already had lawsuits over that. And I've spent many times uh, and done many segments on that and why, you know, if the military can, you know, deny you entrance because you've got flat feet or because your vision isn't what they want or because you've got diabetes or because you're obese and you don't meet the, you know, the. Um, you know, weight requirements or the physical fitness capability, then they should have a right to, to ban you from transgenderism because you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, be in a foxhole with your dilator after you've had a certain procedure. Um, I, that's just one area in which I, I see it playing out. I can imagine, you know, I believe in at-will employment. I think I ought to be able, particularly if I'm writing the check, I ought to be able to fire anybody I want anytime, place, anywhere for any reason. And now that's made even harder, Yes. Yes. It definitely is going to impact employers across the country. Yeah. Okay. So a friend of mine used an example on Facebook. He's like, so you're a trucking company, right? Or you're a construction company. And you've had this guy working, swinging a hammer for you for a while. And suddenly he decides, you know, that he's going to call himself Sally and he's going to show up in a dress and, you know, on the job site, you know, and all. And you're going to have to keep them, keep them employed. Right. Yes. And the other place this plays out is women's privacy. What do we do with restrooms? Um, This would say that a male employee that um, identifies as female can use the female restrooms um, with the women, regardless of how that impacts the women that work there. I didn't get to hear the arguments. I my. The left wants to use, I, I, I'm as an adult, I say if you are Steve and you want to call yourself Sally, I don't care. I don't want to have to pay for it. I don't think anybody should be forced to, to you know, keep you employed. I think, you know, you know, you can live your life the way you want and other people ought to be able to make the same decision. So I don't care what anybody does. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that with the whole LBGTQ thing, they want to make this, and I don't know if this came up in the arguments in terms of it being a civil rights issue. Did that come out? Because my argument argument to um, my LBGT friends is what's different about this versus somebody's race is there is no and, and the reason why we should not be in any case having our government pick any side here with the LBGT and why it's not like race is because and it, 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 and it absolutely infringes on religious freedoms because uh, LBGT, the LBGT community has no proof or evidence that they were born that way. 
In fact, they now uh, their argument now is that gender and sexuality is a choice. So it, it is a choice. In other words, it's an opinion. It's a belief. And Christians and Catholics and others have a belief. So why would we ever have a government uh, uh, legislating in any way, choosing one person's belief over another? Did that come up? Did any of that come up in these arguments? Well, it certainly came up that the government should stay out of these issues and allow people to live according to their beliefs. And the fact that people in this country, many people in this country, believe that um, sex is based on biology and that there are real and important differences between men and women is not bigotry against anyone or any group. And I hope that as this continues to be talked about, um, people understand that and can be respectful of each other's beliefs. Absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the how this ends up affecting our society. And of course, you know, the Supreme Court is the final arbiter. You know, I guess at some point, you know, once precedent precedence is set, it's hard to get it overturned. Um, so this this we didn't have a chance to talk about some other cases that were pending. I don't even know if you guys were involved in them, but um, it's just thank you for being here to talk about this particular case. It was kind of a shock to those of us, uh, you know, who um, one of the reasons why we were grateful to have a President Trump in office was that he was going to have Supreme Court nominees that were just going to, you know, interpret the law, not help write it. And this was a disappointment um, for us today. Thank you so much for being here, though. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Um, and you guys need to, we need to continue to support those that are fighting for us legally in this country. The left really does that so well. And we need to do that as Republicans. We need to join those that are fighting in the courts for us. And so I hope that you will support Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, where Kate is from. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more on the other side. sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E A K dynamite and address or just Andrea K whatever you call her she's on the answer San Diego welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show you heard, uh, do, do you follow college football at all tater skins no, unfortunately, I'm not much of a football guy. So whatever team you need me to root for, I'm there for you. Well, I'm about to, I, you know, I had given up the NFL years ago over this kneeling business. Yeah, you're more of a college football gal, aren't you? Yeah, well, um, off and on. I mean, I became, you know, it was hard over the years to really follow all my teams as closely as I wanted to. There was years where I did, where I watched every LSU game, every San Diego Charger game, and every New Orleans Saints game. And I had, you know, it was just taking up too much time. So after the whole kneeling thing happened and then Chargers left, then I stopped watching the NFL and it was all about my LSU Tigers. It has gotten to where, of course, now I'm like done with. Uh, and then I, I did start watching a little bit of the Saints again last year just because of Drew Brees. But then after he, you know, bowed down to the mob, I'm like completely done with the NFL. There now it's like, oh, they got to hire Kaepernick back. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick to my college football. Well, you know what? Now that has become so completely politicized that I don't even think I could go, go, am going to be able to stand to watch a Same college football. Same deal as the NFLers or something. Getting pretty on. bad. So we've got this uh, Oklahoma run. Running back 
who uh, I think he's not even, I think he was just recruited, so he hasn't played a game for him yet because, you know, and I don't even know that there are any teams are even practicing right now. He sees a picture of his coach wearing an OAN t-shirt. OAN is One American News, which we right. uh, is based in San Diego here. And he he tweets out, oh, no, I see my coach. He, you know, I, I'm going to, he threatened, he said he wasn't going to, you know, play for that coach. Uh, I'm not going to stand for this, he says. You know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. I, I'm thinking if I, I'm thinking that coach is going to be like, when I first heard that that running back, that, that punk was like making these threats, I'm like, well, surely the coach is going to go, oh, really, son? Step off the porch and keep, and go sit your hiney down on the bench until I call for you. That's okay? what you would think, uh, that's what you would think. Responsible coach would do no matter, no matter what well, right. color he is. You're going to let some punk who's never even played a game for you dictate to you and your entire organization? That's where we're at in this country. Oh, so no, then the coach, this dude named Gundy or Grundy or whatever, name they decide they're going to issue a joint statement and then you got the coach coming out and saying oh we're going to do better on reforms what reforms is some college football team supposed to be involved in all you're supposed to do is snap the ball get more points on the on the board than the other team and Leave win the politics aside exactly and the fact that one punk on a team can can throw that kind of temper tantrum and then the entire organization and the coach is going to knuckle under. I ain't got any respect for any organization or any boss that's going to put up with any crap like that from any punk. We need to be pushing back against this mob. This is completely out of control in this country. Out of control. I know you're the same way as me, Andrea. When I watch sports, no matter the sport, I don't want politics. I go there to relax and enjoy myself and to see some great competition. I don't want any politics, right or left, involved in in whatever I'm watching. Absolutely, and but unfortunately, this it's not just uh, football now. There's every uh, every aspect of our society. This Black Lives Matter move, and the reason why he this punk did this is because Liz Wheeler, whose show I used to do every Monday, she had said. That the uh, somebody had edited one of her videos where it makes it seem as though she's saying she doesn't support black lives. And what she was saying is the Black Lives Matter movement is not genuine because uh, for obvious reasons, if they cared about black lives, they would care about David Dorn. Yeah, the statement and the political organization, not the same thing. Exactly. They're not they're not a legitimate movement. They're not a legitimate movement. They not one of them gives a crap about David Dorn, who was who was gunned down by the writers, by the mob in Minneapolis. No, they don't care about him. No, they care about a drunk driver who got busted in the middle of arrest, decides to to grab a taser from a cop and run. No, that's who they care about. They don't care at all about Chicago. And I think I heard a stat that eighteen kids or something have been killed in drive by shootings or in, in um been shot in Chicago since the riots began. That's so no, they don't care about. But to, it, it, it's not just this football team and it's not just the uh, football college or national where this 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 mentality is happening, where one individual decides he doesn't like something that somebody said or somebody stands for. And he's going to decide that he's going to hijack the organization or have a hissy fit and make threats. And then you've got some leader somewhere bowing to this. That's not this is not not Isn't somebody going to stand up, Andrea. Well, I, I don't know. Because, uh, you know, you you look at Lindsey Graham, we don't have leaders in the Republican Party standing up for it. This is not a movement for equality. I know we said it last week before you came back, but right now, Trump's alone. He needs somebody to stand up for him. Well, and I think that it will be interesting to see how he addresses this at his rally, because this is this is a movement that um, that is about suppressing certain people. 
suppressing certain opinions. This is fascism on steroids. Oh, Google, one of the one of the smartest and best outlets that's producing the best opinion pieces, best fact based news outlet is the Federalist, even though it's owned by uh, Meghan McCain's husband, Ben Dominich, who I don't like. Google is considering demonetizing them and not allowing them to make money on their platform um, because some outfit out of London doesn't like some of the comments on their post. We got to be pushing back against this mob, people. And we're going to be doing it tomorrow night right here at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Love you all.